Welcome to Tony Steak Podcast. Welcome to the Tony Steak Podcast, episode 359. I'm Sean, and join with me on this somewhat different edition of our entertainment podcast. We have just Off-Road Andy. Hello. Tony uh, is out as we had some issues this year with the, or this year, this week with some scheduling. Uh, I was traveling and uh, all of this kind of stuff, and he is uh, in a bowling tournament, uh, high stakes bowling out in Dubai. So you got to do what you got to do. He he might get murdered. He sounded like a ringer. He's like, first week I was the best bowler. He said uh, last week he was had another good week of bowling. So it's like he gets now, invited to this league and he's like a semi-pro. Correct me if I'm wrong. Is he putting like a, a you know how you put like a bald cap on when you have hair? Is he putting that over his mustache yeah. to pass off as a 12-year-old? And then he's just putting a $50 bill in the paper that says he's 12 that's written in crayon to be the bench warmers. Yeah. I'd be worried if uh, Bill Murray is there. He's going to get his hand put into the ball return. Yeah, look out for that, Tony. If you're listening somehow live, um, beware tonight. Be safe. Um, but yeah, this is our entertainment podcast. Also, uh, just uh, another quick thing. Uh, I guess let's get the housekeeping out of the way. Thank you for tuning in. Hit that subscribe button. Share with a friend and check out our sports podcast right after this. But um, Or before this, because it did come out a day before. That, oh, that's true. Um as I'm sure you're well aware, if you've listened to our recent best of uh, or most podcasts, you can hear a beer open or someone uh, in the recording room spill a beer, Andy or Tony usually, uh, knock on wood. Um, we picked up new uh, Tony's Take podcast pint glasses. I don't think they're a true pint glass size, but... I think so. They are a pint glass. Um, so they look great. Uh, very pleased with them. Um, I'll drink a stout out of this next. There you go. You get the dark contrast. Yeah, so that's uh, that's fun. Uh, first uh, f- first pour into the glass uh, this this pod. So let's jump right off. Uh, let's start with the Emmys. This happened uh, Sunday. Monday. Yeah, that was very weird. That. But they, was uh, it filmed Sunday? I don't think so. Because I, I feel like there was news. No, it was definitely definitely live. Because I do have a story about there. Oh, okay. Um, so. How many awards do these people get? Well, the, the, the funny thing about this is that the Emmys are usually in September. I know. Due to the strikes, they delayed it indefinitely, and now the strikes are over, so they have the Emmys just a week after the Golden Globes. Yeah. So and What the hell is the difference between uh, either of them? The same shows dominated. Uh, the Bear and Succession like basically swept, um, which is interesting. I, I liked both shows. I don't know if they're undeserving or not, but um, yeah, my story about how I knew it was live. So the ratings were pretty terrible. Because Good, because who cares? Uh, the only people that are tuning in are like, is Will Smith going to smack someone Will again? Will Smith's not at the Emmys. This is TV. So uh, you get you know TV superstars. Why would... Like, you wouldn't just go watch an award show for the, the employees at YouTube or something like... No, these are celebrities people know, and you root for, and you, you I just... Care. I don't know. I, the older I get, the less I care about celebrities. Yeah. I don't know any of them. I never have. If I knew Benicio, that's a different story, but I don't know yeah, Benicio. I don't think he was nominated this year. Of course not. He, he's a movie star, Andy. Come on. Um, he does Sicario. He was, he was in a show that I never watched. Um, I've had a prison break I wanted to see, but I never watched it. Uh, where was I going? Oh, yeah, the, the live part of it. So this was up against the playoffs, NFL playoffs. So that was also interesting that they had NFL playoffs Monday night, second year. or No, third year they've done this now. Mm. Um, they actually had two Monday games uh, because of a snowstorm. Well, 
But they had one Monday night, and it was the Eagles in Tampa Bay. Think about the audience there, though. Unless Taylor Swift is playing at the football, I don't think that audience is watching the football. I think they're watching the Emmys. Well, I would think if you care about either one, you care about football more than awards. Because awards you can look up. Football, you kind of be got to be in the moment. So. Yeah, I'm saying I, I think more football people... If you're watching football, you're not watching this even if there's no conflicts of uh, scheduling. Uh, there's probably a little bit of crossover. But and not a lot. I'm, well, I'm going to give you the example right now. Right, as I'm trying to keep teasing it, keep getting into it. Uh, there's a certain very famous Philadelphia Eagles fan who happened to be at the Emmys and tweeted who schedules an NFL playoff game against the Emmys or the op- opposite way. Um, and I, when it, it popped up uh, during the game, I was like, there's no way he went to the Emmys instead of watching the football game. Elton John? Uh, Rob McElhaney. Ah. So uh turns out all, the whole cast presented an award mm. um, because, very famously, they have zero nominations in their 16 seasons of work. Well, because so. their show is phenomenal. Uh, yeah, so... Uh, I was surprised that they would show up, and I was surprised he, he... I mean, he didn't know. I'm sure he had agreed to uh, make this appearance before he knew the Eagles would be playing on Monday night, but also uh, the Eagles were pathetic, and good good for them not watching that game. So, um, But yeah, there was some some stuff that happened that uh, I think is worth talking about. Better Call Saul. Uh, last year, eligible. Zero wins. So zero wins in its lifetime. It has the most nominations ever without ever winning one. That's so snub. Didn't win a writing or directing or anything. So uh, pretty crazy. Uh, Trevor Noah won in his last year for The Daily Show. He hasn't been on The Daily Show, I think, in over a year now. Uh, because of this delay to the Emmys. The This is for shows that aired between July 2022 and June 2023. Um, so that's yeah, a slap in the face to everyone else. Yeah. So, so who what, watches any of these late night shows though? Anyways, they're all, they're all on YouTube. Um, but yeah, one of the things is that uh, John Oliver has dominated this uh, category for years. I didn't even see him on there. They moved him to a different category, which he won. So it allowed these other guys to actually compete, and then they, you know, Jimmy Kimmel and of a show of a with three other shows, and one of them I've never even heard of. Yeah. It's a black be... lady sketch show? Yeah. It's on it's on Max. Why does everything have to be about race now? Like, uh, that's the most well, important thing anymore. It's crazy. I, you should watch it then. Find out. Tell us why. I don't watch anything on HBO, honestly. it's I only have it right now because it was uh, a promo for six months for $2.99. Um, but the other, other thing uh, that's notable, Elton John won for Outstanding Variety Special for his farewell concert. I watched like half of it. So that it was him... cool. I, I liked that Disney Plus. I mean, that's a nice thing to mm-hmm. get when you, especially that was like a dry season for them. So what it did is allowed uh, Elton John to become the latest EGOT winner, the Emmy, Grammy, Oscar, Tony. So, uh, you know, one of our one of our finest uh, multimedia musicians. Of course, it's like you say Elton John. It's like does Lion King come to mind first? It's one of the first things you're thinking about, probably. Um, is it just his music and nothing about I know, acting? Well, he's not acting in The Lion King. I'm thinking of the what? music he made for The Lion King. He's acting. Just he's, he's a guy who's, yes, he had a bunch of records and stuff, but he's just kind of been everywhere. So it makes sense that. Uh, you know, he has get... like a bedazzled suit that says he got on the back yeah. or something now. Good, good for him, you know. He's got to be 75 by now? 77 or something? Yeah, probably. Um, but yeah, that's. That's what I have for the Emmys here. I don't know anything else controversial that happened there, but yeah, I mean, congratulations, peoples. Uh, let's 
celebrate you more. Uh, I guess. I don't know. All right. Uh, moving on, we're going to talk about Wes Anderson. Yeah, he already has a new movie lined up, and uh, I think the rumors are this this was written a while ago, that was just a script that's been he's been sitting on for a while, uh, called The Phoenician Scheme. So let me go out. Phoenix? I don't think it means Phoenix, Arizona, uh, based on how where Wes Anderson makes all of his movies seemingly now. Uh, but it's got some of his uh, recurring actors here, and a new one, a new name here. We got uh, Bill Murray... Of course, who is like maybe semi-canceled, but maybe not. He was not in the last movie, not because of He's in cancellations. Yeah, I know. It's a weird thing where he, he had a movie canceled, and then all their, he's still got other projects. But uh, Bill Murray got COVID when they were making uh, the last one, Asteroid City, so he was not in there. Um, Benicio Del Toro is also uh, going to be in this one. He's, he's worked in a couple of his movies before. And then Michael Sarah, which is like, yeah, that makes sense. I could see Michael Sarah being in a Wes Anderson movie. It seems too on the nose. Yeah. So uh, we'll see how that that goes. I mean, that's just announced now. So I haven't been big on the latest, last few movies of his. Actually, I think like without looking at a list, probably the Grand Budapest Hotel had been for me where it started to go downhill. Loved Moonrise Kingdom. Loved you know the movies prior to that. Um, what's the high school one? Rushmore. Rushmore, that's a fun one. Yeah, he definitely changed styles and went into this like weird, uh, I don't know, cartoonish colors. and Yeah, and he made the like, Fox movie, which I think is supposed to be good. Yeah, the stop motion never, animation. Never yeah. saw it. Yeah, he just doesn't, it, nothing's like just a straightforward movie with a, with a script. It's always something weird going on there. But Yeah, that is, it's, it, what I liked about it at the, back then, and I'm sure it's consi- uh, you know consistent still, is the intricacies mm-hmm. you know yeah, the, the details detailed. and the tiniest little things it's it's fun willem dafoe is too perfect for these kinds of movies too the one where he's on the motorcycle yeah that's funny is that the that's budapest, budapest yeah, yeah that's funny all right well i'm sure more move uh, movie news for that will come out sooner rather than later uh moving on down the line david gordon green uh not directs directing the this next movie yeah, so uh, he was supposed to do a trilogy of Exorcist films for for Universal. Uh, that first one didn't go that well. Like, it, it made some money, but probably disappointing uh, for them, uh, especially with the amount of money they had to pay to like get the license to The Exorcist. Um, but they still are going to go ahead and make more in this series, uh, but not with David Gordon Green, which I think is for the best for both sides. Um, there are also stories that he did not get along with people in the cast, um, but he is already making his next movie. I've uh, even seen some, uh, you know, set footage of it already uh, with uh, Ben Stiller. So going back doing a, a comedy again. Uh, he he has a very weird career. Made a lot of different types of movies, and has the biggest hit he ever had was Halloween. So it's kind of like I'll just keep making horror movies then. Uh, but now he can go back and do other things. Uh, he's also. He'll be working on season four of Righteous Gemstones, so maybe he'll have more free time for that. He only directed one episode in season three, so maybe he'll do more now. Um, yeah, just get away from this kind of... He made a trilogy of Halloween movies, and then you were scheduled to make a trilogy of Exorcist movies. It's like, nah, yeah. a little burnout. Like, make something different. Yeah, come out of the darkness. Yeah, and then someone else will have maybe have a different idea now for the sequels, and we'll get a better result on whatever Exorcist... Two is I don't know. They did have names already. I already forgot. The Exorcist, the Exorcist Believer was the was, was called. I don't know. 
Dark it's, Nun. I don't know. Yeah, it's on. <laughs> it's on. It's on Peacock now. If uh, you want to check it out without no investment. Um, but yeah, again, very disappointing movie from this past uh, season. Yeah. Uh, this is a pod for Tony. He's really missing out because the next story as well is about 28 years mm-hmm. later. So this is another horror sequel uh, that I think is a great idea, especially uh, if you want to feel old here. It has been almost 28 years since the film 28 Days Later. So I've actually never seen any of these movies. Yeah. So they made the first one 28 Days Later, classic movie. They made a sequel without any of the original people involved. Um, and it was still pretty solid, but and just that was not called as good. what? Twenty eight weeks later. Mm. Yes. So now we're skipping right ahead to years. We don't have months. We don't have time for months. Um, but with the teaming here of Danny Boyle and Alex Garland again, so people have made a lot of good things on their own. I mean, Alex Garland worked with Boyle on a few movies, and now he does his own movies, including the upcoming Civil War. Um, but now they're they're coming back to the franchise. Which means maybe maybe Killian Murphy comes back. He was yeah. the star of the first movie there. That was one of the first things he did. Um, and now he is... I'm going to say he's an Oscar winner. Uh, it hasn't happened yet, but I'm... He's calling it's it. It's going to happen, yeah. I think. Uh, if he comes back to the franchise here 28 years later, like I said, uh, that I think the movie came out in 2002. Uh, so if it comes out... If they make a new one, it comes out in 2027. We're almost all the way there. Christopher Nolan's going to direct it. It's going to be on 70 yeah. uh, millimeter film. Uh, well, that'll be the exact opposite. So 28 Days Later is a very, very low quality. It really like yeah. helps with the how it looks and everything. It's come full circle. It was, it was like filmed on VHS. It was, I mean, not technically, but it had that look. Um, it's also like really hard to find. Like it's not on any streaming service right now. Um, well, it shouldn't be, Andy. It's, we're just coming off of Elf. Elf? What? The movie circle. Like, you should be watching... Oh, okay. You should be coming up on, like, Jaws, if anything. So you're saying they should make it available on, like, August 1st. Yeah. Okay. When Halloween begins. Yes. I'd like to have these things year-round. Um, but yeah, it's a it's a really influential horror zombie movie. It's, it's the first zombie movie that's not zombies. It is a virus. And they're not technically zombies, because they can run. And that, like change the landscape uh so yeah you know i saw a news story today that scientists in china have a hundred percent kill rate with a new strain of covid in mice that are humanized whatever that means so i what (laughs) yeah that's what i read on the internet i'm picturing a life-size mouse like a like a, of a yeah like a human size mouse, of a mouse you know like a like a Doctor Moreau type mouse I don't know I didn't um, see a photo of these mice but mm-hmm. that sounds like the plot to twenty eight years later yeah no We're more no it. more viruses I mean maybe that's what they need to wait a couple more years on this one if people aren't ready for viruses you remember how there were like there was a ton of virus content um, before the pandemic contagion well not even that but there was like the Fucking Hobbs and Shaw was like about a virus. Never, never saw it. Um, the Falcon Disney Plus show was supposed to be about a virus. Never saw There's it. There's all this stuff where it's like, oh shit, I think. Uh, well, uh, yeah, and we Mission should... Impossible had a virus yeah. or something. It's just like people love the idea of like a virus, and it's like when it happens, it's like ah, it just sucks. Yeah, it, I, it doesn't mass kill people. It just fuck fucks things over. <laughs> I get pretty frustrated when people are still talking about our actual this COVID BS. It's like, dude, get over yourself. Like, let's move on. So yeah, I think, yeah. I think. maybe they'll figure out a new plot because enough is enough. 
Yeah, like the terrorists. I'm going to release a virus that kills 0.2% of people. Yeah. And it'll last for three years, and people will not really know what to do. It's like, oh, shit, they got us. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, how you, that's how you crumble the, the yeah. country and the world. All right, let's move on. Uh, let's talk about Until Dawn movie. Until Dawn. What is that? So more uh, for your horror fans here. Uh, this is a Tony video game. Tony is really missing it. <laughs> this is a video game from PlayStation. Uh, around 10 years ago it came out. Uh, and it was brilliant because it was basically an interactive movie. Um, you do control the characters, but you control their dialogue choices. And Wait, was this on Netflix? No, they did a thing like this, didn't they? Uh, they did stuff like that, but this is still this is more of still more of a game. There's a little more action. Than, the Netflix thing was just kind of like click on the menu and what you want to do. Yeah, um, but this is more more interactive. But it was very much a horror movie. Uh, teenagers go to. Uh, you know, a cabin in the in the woods in the snow, and then weird things happen. And uh, the dad from Step Brothers is picking how to kill him. Oh, yeah, that's that's the cabin in the woods. This is a well, okay. When I say cabin, it was actually like a resort. That was actually the plot. Is like one of the family owned like a hmm. kind of like a a big like a big cabin. We'll say a uh, a multi room house. Oh, <laughs> okay. That's for uh, listeners. Uh, uh, Long-time listeners for but, that. Yeah, what's fun about it is that um, if you fuck up and the character, like, doesn't escape, the character dies, and that's just part of the story. The story changes the way you play it, so you can, you know, save characters and not save characters. So um, you could basically rewatch this and play it different ways. Yeah, and people have done things where, like, you get, like, eight people together, and one person controls each character, and you see what happens here. Um, and it did uh, one of the stars of the game... Uh, it was Rami Malek, a pre-Mr. Robot Rami Malek. So I, I don't know if they're going to... Would try to bring him back, because it's supposed to be, again, like teenagers. He, Has he I'm, done anything since he was a villain in Bond? Uh, he was an Oppenheimer for four minutes. Oh, yeah. That's good for him. Um, but yeah, it was really good, like, solid horror story that they made for this video game. Uh, so, like, the, the blending of movies and games was pretty close here. Um and I'd be a skeptical of this other than uh, David F. Sandberg is, is attached to make this. So he was a horror director who did the movie Lights Out and Annabelle Creation, a couple really solid ones from the last decade. Uh, and then he went and made the two Shazam movies. He uh, oh. got a paycheck to get take some money from Warner Brothers. And um, obviously with the last Shazam movie, it didn't go that well for him. And uh, now he's going to return back to horror where he belongs. So uh, I think it'll be I think it'll be decent. Um, I do want to see, again, like I said, Until Dawn, the whole the whole premise there is that different things can happen based on how you play it. Uh, that can't happen in a movie. They're going to have to actually say, well, this is exactly what happened. I'm kind of locked down. Uh, but it's still pretty solid. Good good twists and stuff. Um, so we'll see where that goes. Hmm. Interesting. All right. Uh one more story. Uh, White Lotus updates. Uh, Walton Goggins, welcome aboard. Yeah, so last week I think talked about the, the cast that was announced, and there's still some more to be announced. And yeah, two big ones uh, were announced this week. Uh, Walton Goggins and Carrie Coon. So uh, both TV veterans of like multiple series. Uh, Walton Goggins is uh, maybe probably just best known for Justified. Uh, was also in The Shield and then you know, two different Danny McBride shows, including... Uh, Righteous Gemstones, where he's uh, Uncle Baby Billy, one of the one of the best characters in TV, I would say. 
Uh, and then Carrie Coon has been in Fargo and The Leftovers and some other stuff. Uh, also in the new Ghostbuster movies. So, but she's she's really good. Uh, so it's a couple good people that they added here to the cast. Arnold's son. Yeah, I did see that as well. Yeah, he was he was in one episode of the Boys spinoff. You know, Arnold was detained in Munich today over not having proper paperwork for a watch. Oh no! So the importing of Swiss watches. Well, you have to. You know, you have to. uh, Everyone has to get their beak wet on an expensive you know purchase. So he didn't pay taxes on it to the proper people. Is what it sounds like. I'm picturing that he was wearing a suit of a a lady, and they stopped in the security line, and then it malfunctioned, and then he had to fight people. What movie is That's that? That's from uh, Total Recall. Okay. You not you not remember that scene? It's been a while since I've seen that movie. He's trying to get onto Mar- into Mars, and you don't see him. It's just like a lady going to security, and then the Big person's lady. like, the person asks him like a question, and they ask a follow up, and she says the same thing, and it's like, what's going on? And then it malfunctions, and the face like comes off, and it's Arnold underneath it. Classic. And it's like fuck, and then he has to just throw bombs at people and shoot them. Like, yeah. Well, shit. he didn't throw any bombs at the airport. <laughs> well, he should have. <laughs> But his his son will be in this this new season of White Lotus. So. Yeah, that's yeah, good for him. Yeah, pretty good. Chris Pratt's brother in law, right? Yeah, he would be. Yeah. All right. Well, um, do we have any trailers? We do. We have one trailer for Spaceman. What is that on Netflix? This is a. It, if it's Netflix, can you guess who the star of the movie is? Oh yeah, uh, he's got a multi movie yeah. deal. This has got to be his fourth movie by now much more than that what how many movies has he made with netflix adam sandler yeah he's made like 13 movies with netflix are you serious yeah and they're all this is a this is another this is another serious movie um yeah no good look leo Leo. you're not invited to my bar mitzvah yeah there's one hustle murder mystery 2 he only makes netflix Be halloween (laughs) murder mystery the week of Oh my gosh. Sandy Wexler, I think, was Netflix. I think mm-hmm. the do over. Yeah, Andy, you weren't kidding. The ridic- oh, yeah. ridiculous six, I think, feel like that, that was the first it. one, yeah. Well, yeah, okay. Well, so this is another all serious of those one. movies, I like Hubie Halloween. Yeah. So. But this is another serious one, which is. Uh, I like Hustle, too, actually. So, like, he's done a lot of. I mean, the last one was an animated, animated thing with the lizard, and he did a basketball one. You know, Halloween comedy. Uh, this is like a, a sci-fi thriller uh, with Carrie Mulligan. You know, very accomplished actress. So uh, she was, and it was Wall the, Street too. The uh, right? was lady? she? And um, was this the lady from? Maybe it's not. She could is have been she in Wall also Street too. in uh, the Gatsby, the new one. Uh, that sounds right. I feel like that should have shown up what she's known for. It doesn't. I mean, I think she's known for like the movies she's nominated for. Yeah, she Oscars was in the Gatsby. So she was in Drive too. Yeah, Wall Wall Street. Yeah, what the hell is Suffragette? She was in Maestro and Saltburn. Yeah, those are from this year. So, uh, but yeah, she was nominated for Academy Award for Promising Young, young Woman a couple of years ago. Paul Dano in here too. Yeah, he plays the voice of like the AI that like talks to him or whatever it's supposed to be. Um, but the director said he uh, directed um, most of the episodes or all the episodes of Chernobyl. So uh, looks like a real a real thing here for Adam Sandler. So uh, it's coming March first. So not not too far away. 
But yeah, it's just it's crazy this Sandler Netflix relationship. Really, uh, a lot of different movies over the years. Yeah. All right. Well, we're gonna get into what we've been watching, but before we do, that pod, that portion of the pod is brought to you by our good friends at thecliplessleash.com. Head over to thecliplessleash.com and pick up the dog leash you didn't know you needed. This leash works for the dog's current collar or harness. And when you plug in promo code... Tony. That is T-O-N-Y. They're going to give you 65% off at checkout because they're friends of the pod. So head over to thecliplessleash.com and plug in promo code Tony for 65% off at checkout. It is the dog leash you've been waiting for. All right, Andy, I have one. Uh, I've got four on here, so... Late us off. Um, first, I'll lead us off with... Uh, I didn't mention in the Emmy wins. I'm just looking at this thing. My guy Paul Walter Hauser won an Emmy, so good for him. You know, one of my favorites. Uh, Richard Jewell himself. Oh, he is wonderful. Um, so he won for an Apple TV series that I did not watch, but maybe someday if I get Apple TV, I'll check it out. I want to get that soon because they just got... Um... The Scorsese movie, The mm-hmm. Flower Moon, and they're going to, in about a month, get Napoleon. Yeah, and they can go back and watch uh, everything that you missed. Um, but yeah, I'll, I'll start us off here with uh, a TV series I finally got around to watching um, after Jonathan Majors was uh, eliminated from society. Uh, Loki, the Marvel show, Loki Season 2. Uh, and I, I thought it was pretty great. Um, really... I'd say self-contained. Like, obviously, you need to have watched Loki season one to know what's going on. But it really, I don't think it matters for the greater Marvel universe or anything. You don't have to watch six different shows to understand what's going on. Uh, It's really kind of its own thing. And it is, you would not put it in the superhero genre in any way. It is a goofy, but also very interesting sci-fi series uh, with all kinds of, like, crazy concepts of how timelines work and all this kind of stuff. And... Uh, just a fun little six-episode adventure. Uh, love Owen Wilson coming back, uh, you know, lo- along the ride for the whole way through. Uh, Kihi Kwan, of course, from uh, uh, Everything Everywhere All At Once, the recent Oscar winner, you know, short round from Indiana Jones. Huh? Uh, this is his, like, first big thing since that Oscar win, uh, and he was a-, a delight in this as well. And uh, honestly, I'd say the worst part of it was Jonathan Majors, um, the-, the newly um, convicted Jonathan Majors. I don't know what he was doing. He's playing uh, a different version of the character he's played in, in the other Marvel stuff so far. And I, I feel like he, he went into it and he's like, look, I'm a big deal. I'm going to do some acting choices here. Don't tell me I'm they're bad because I'm Jonathan Majors. I'm going to win an Oscar someday. Yeah. So I'm just going to do some weird shit and, and deal with it. you don't, I'm going to beat uh, you up. Because yeah. uh, it was it was a weird performance, playing like an 1890s con man. Um, I pretty good weird i mean it worked for the story but it was like if you watch this you would not think that this was like the, the hottest new actor you'd be like yeah that looks like a guy who will be disappeared from, from the world soon um but I, I think his idea was like well i need to if i'm playing all these different versions of one guy i'm gonna really need to be weird in some of them and it's like no you, you don't need to do that but. kind of sounds like uh he was watching like back to the future like yeah if that's <laughs> Very much like that. If they had, well, they did have 1890s Biff. Yeah. There's a Mad Dog uh, Tannen. Yeah. Uh-huh. He was good. 
Um, but I, yeah, I'd, I'd really like to where this ended and it doesn't, it doesn't need to have any implications on any future movies. Just kind of, all right, that's the story. That's Loki's story. Maybe we'll see him again. Maybe we won't. We don't need to. Uh, but yeah, very solid. If you put these two seasons together, solid 12 episodes, uh, you know, probably around 10 hours combined. It's you know, good, well, good stuff. Yeah. I still need to watch, uh, Indiana Jones on Disney plus. I don't spend a lot of time on there. Yeah, then I'll, I'll do another one here, uh, another TV show, uh, The Curse. I've been, I think I've talked it a couple times at least. Uh, been kept keeping up with it every week. Just weird and crazy and wild and uh, just the, the best kind of like you know the uh, the cringe humor. Uh, I think people get that from The Office a lot, where it's just people being very weird and just kind of having to sit with their awkwardness. Uh, the the final episode here had maybe the best example of it. Um, that I don't want to spoil, but just was like really like nailed it what they're going for, and then uh, it kind of stops and goes into something way different and absolutely crazy, and it's hard to even like recommend anyone to watch it because I, I know a lot of people are disappointed that it doesn't really wrap up the storylines. It just kind of goes in this really crazy direction, but I, I thought it worked. I thought it was intense and it surprised me so <laughs> i think it was a you know very very worthwhile show like i think paramount got their money's worth that they got they got something people were talking about probably not a whole bunch of ratings but uh, at least it was interesting and people will uh talk about it you know 20 years from down the line they'll be like Whoa. remember that show where this fucking weird thing happened at the end yeah all right so yeah those are the two uh tv shows i watch so well, I'll uh, I'll go on a series that I, I completed um, from 2016 through last year on Netflix, The Crown. I watched all 60 episodes, and uh, it's good. It's fun. Um, well acted. They they have. I don't know if you've seen any of it, Andy, or not, but different you know eras for. The family, obviously, it follows the queen the most, and so she's played by three different people throughout her life. It covers Princess Diana, the car accident, the uh, boys growing up. Um, it goes into her death, and um, I think that's how it ended, actually, if that she died. I don't even remember anymore. I watched. I finished it. Last weekend, I think it was. And that's over, I believe. Yes. So they're not like going into like... No, there's uh, not a crown part due or anything. What's the Megan or anything like that? No. no. Uh, we, you we're not meet, ready for it. You meet Kate Middleton, is her name? Oh, ah, okay. Because they um, were like together since high school or something? College. Okay. University. Okay. <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, it's, it's neat, especially, I don't know how long ago we talked about it on the pod of... It came up of what does the royal family do? And I was like, I don't think they do anything but like decide when to start the parade. Um, they have a little bit more you know, sway than that. Um, they do do a lot of, you know, philanthropic things and um, that kind of stuff. But it's neat. Um, it's well acted, I, w I would say. It's hopefully fairly accurate as far as the story you know follows uh, real life events um i enjoyed it i don't think i would rewatch it but 
I enjoyed watching it. I'll, I'll put it to you that way. So it's on Netflix. There's 60 episodes. Uh, check it out. Yeah, I think that was one of their more successful ones. Like, not on the Emmys this year because I don't think they had a season, but I would expect it probably to be on there. Uh, next cycle. So next September. Uh, but yeah, the, the two movies. I'll get into the first one. Uh, Beekeeper. You uh, you aware of Beekeeper? I was going to guess this is Jerry Seinfeld's movie or something. <laughs> it is not. It is. Uh, I think something you would enjoy. It is a Jason Statham dumb action movie. Very John Wickish, but definitely like not as smart. Does he like bees or something? So the whole the whole premise here is he is a beekeeper, which actually has two meanings. He does keep bees and make honey, um, but also beekeepers are a special spy organization. So not non government. Mm-hmm. That like they're the ones who really take care of the shit when people get out of line, and so they they they'll kick the CIA's ass if they need to. Well, he's got a posse um, of uh, five thousand troops right behind him, right? No, the bees don't follow him. Oh. The bees, the bees are barely in this. Uh, they, they, they play a role and then they're out of it. Um, but yeah, the beginning of the movie, he's retired and he's just being a beekeeper, and uh, he's keeping bees in a barn. Uh, this is a real movie, by the way, right? Yeah. Okay. He's keeping bees in a barn at a farm owned by uh, Felicia Rashad, so uh, Bill Cosby's wife, uh, which is cool. Great, good for her. Um, and then she gets scammed by you know a phishing scam. You know, you're aware. Where they send you an email or yeah, something. Not actual fish. Yeah, and they and then you're like, oh, and they're like, well, hey, I need your password for this to do this. And then they get her and they they steal all her money, which is millions of dollars because she happens to manage a charity. Uh, so she decides to kill herself. And it's very sad that these uh, evil scammers made her die. And, and so now, he goes to where? Where is the country that has all the scammers? Okay, that's, like Georgia that's, or something? Here's the hilarious part of this movie. They show you who is doing the scamming, and yeah, you, you expect it's supposed to be like Eastern Europe and stuff. Uh, no, this is America, and not only is it America, it is like Jordan Belfort is the prime scammer. It is a scene straight out of Wolf of Wall Street where the main guy does the thing where, okay, everyone shut up, put her on speakerphone. All right, and he does like the like walking her through and like, all right, man, we'll help you out, we'll give you a discount on this. We're so all right, we're just gonna we're gonna refund you the money, and it just does this whole like scam on her, and it's all people and like. Fancy, stupid clothes. It's very Wolf of Wall Street of like the worst people are doing this job in this office somewhere. Hmm. Um, so yeah, he after that he ends up uh, you know using his resources to find out who these people are and uh, getting revenge and just killing people. And then then he's on the FBI's radar, but it's like um, the FBI, Jason Statham can can fuck them up. Like yeah. there's there's a scene that was just hilarious where the FBI is trying to protect the next like office because they're like he's going to attack this office. So they're all outside, and they're doing their plan. They have the people in their huddle, and they're like, okay, here's a back door. He'd come in through there, I think, and he just walks up into the middle of the huddle. He's like, well, actually, uh, I wouldn't come into the back door. Actually, I'd smoke them out. I'd throw grenades in here. And the guy's like, what? And he's like, all right. And then he just beats all all 10 people up in a row. <laughs> uh, Pretty good. It is insane. Josh this shows an IMAX? <laughs> yeah. Josh Hutcherson of the uh, the Hunger Games and Five Nights at Freddy's is, is in it as the like the tech CEO guy who's the head scammer. Like he owns all the companies that are doing the scamming. Jeremy Irons and, is in this, and Jeremy Irons is the former head of the CIA who works for him. And yeah, it's one of those things where, like, well, Jerry, Jeremy Irons is way overqualified for this. Uh, I'm sure he's having fun with this though, but it, it's 
it's very good for that kind of dumb movie. Like as far as the kind of like John Wick ripoff stuff, this is one of the better. Mini ones. Driver. Yeah, she, the Mini Driver being this made no sense. She's in it for like four seconds and then leaves. It's like, okay, that was unexplained. Huh. Um, well, it's an MGM movie, so this should be on Prime in like four weeks or something. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, usually they're they're pretty quick with theirs. Um, but yeah, as, as, like I said, as far as these other kinds, like uh, I watched Silent Night from last month. Uh, this is way better than Silent Night. Is it better than The Meg 2? Yes. Okay, good. Yes. I mean, that's not hard to do. The Meg 2 is way God stupider. Awful. The, yeah. like, him jet skiing against the sharks and yeah. stuff. Nothing that stupid. Does just, he show the process of making honey? There's a couple times he takes, like, the things out of the stacks of hives and stuff. Um, he also uses honey as a weapon once, so... Uh, that's... Yeah. In the eyes or something? Well, you'll have to watch. Yeah, you'll have to watch. Because I think, uh, you know, Denzel used, I think it was honey. He boiled it and then put it over a wound. Yeah. Honey is very good. Yeah, it has a healing antibacterial powers. properties. But yeah, that's another, that's another one of the John Wick kind of ripoffs. Although I feel like equal, no, Equalizer is probably like a year after John Wick. Um, I, I think Equalizer 3 is probably a little bit better than this. But it is in that... Okay. That... Uh, tier i'd say of of being in the better ones i mean i like jason statham so yeah. and it's fun he jason statham knows what he's doing he never heard of silly. this movie but yeah i didn't i didn't know about it until uh, i think i think i saw the first trailer like december so mm. and usually like when you're dumping movies this early they're like horrible but um i think this has got like 70 percent or something like that on Rotten tomatoes so it's not a joke in any way yeah all right, what's your last film? Uh, last one's a excellent one. Uh, came out Christmas time. The Iron Claw. It's a uh, wrestling movie starring uh, Zac Efron, uh, recent Emmy winner Jeremy Allen White, uh, Holt McElhaney of uh, Mindhunters. Uh, it's it's excellent. It is a, about a a family. It's a true real life story about a family of wrestlers uh, in Texas. Uh, takes place in early '80s, um, and just how this the rise and fall of, of the different all the different brothers and uh, them trying to you know make it in in wrestling back then, which um, was a little bit of a learning experience here for me, because um, I, I I knew I watched wrestling in like the late '90s, like at its like peak, you know, the Stone Cold and the Rock era, um, but back in the day, wrestling was very regional, so. There was a WWF, but that was like the Northeast region of wrestling. Uh, they This movie is in Texas. They kind of, these people own the Texas region, but there's also, you know, like the Kansas City region and the Minneapolis region and the, uh, you know, Florida region, all that kind of stuff. So uh, very different business. They had to go out on the road and like do matches against different companies and stuff like that. Um, so yeah, very, very good, like informative about, about that world of wrestling. But also just just a great period piece. I loved living in that era. Uh, the music, like very good choices for everything, um, and just, just a really fun like hang out with these these Texas brothers movie for about an hour. Um, and then the second hour of the movie is just the bad shit. Like if you know anything about wrestling, even though even though it's fake, it is devastating. The the, the tragedy that's faced different wrestlers across the years, just you know drug abuse and injuries and steroids and murders and everything. It's, it's, it's terrible. And this, this family had, uh, one of the worst stories. So it's, uh, you know, it's 
it's like the first hour is a whole lot of fun. You'll laugh, you'll smile, and then the second hour you'll cry and you'll feel sad about the world, uh, which is you know perfect balance right there. Um, I thought this is definitely one of the best movies of the year. Um, Zac Efron was incredible. You think of the guy's kind of like a nobody. He was a Disney Channel guy. He's just uh, you know, he's just a good-looking idiot. That's kind of the, the character he's kind of played a lot. Um, but he was great leading this movie. And then, yeah, Jeremy Allen White has uh, just won a couple awards in the past couple weeks. I think he's going to be a, a bigger star, and this was a you know a good one to build him up with. But uh, I would say go go check this out while you still can. I think it's still in theaters as of now, um, but probably not for too much longer. Where will this end up at? It's A24. It's A24, so it goes to Showtime. Showtime usually gets the first. They they sell their rights. going to see this movie. They sell their rights over and over. Like, every couple years, they'll sell to a new bidder to get the rights to the new movies going forward. But, um, it's, I mean, it's worth renting. It's, yeah, I I loved it. Very good movie. Definitely going to be in my top ten. I mean, it sounds interesting. I never watched wrestling, um... But I know of it. Yeah. I mean, I think everyone get, has a sense of what it is and how it's a show. I mean, it, it's still an athletic competition. It's just they already know the results ahead of time. It is it is a fascinating thing. It's a fascinating thing that, that it existed way back when and it's still going strong. Like, I kind of think of it, oh, the wrestling was a creation of, you know, the 80s or 90s. It's like, no, they've been doing this since the 50s is kind of when they all this kind of started. But, hmm. um yeah, the Iron Claw that is what it's called. All right. All right. Well, I think that'll wrap us up for episode 359 of the Tony Steak Podcast. I'm Sean, and joined with me, we had Off Road Andy. Thank you. We'll see you later. <laughs>